Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw, and this is What Moves You with Jesse. I'm a transformative coach on a mission to share an understanding of how our minds work that challenges how we react to life and our thoughts. I love to share stories and common sense ideas that empower you to take charge of yourself in a way that brings immediate and profound change. What I know to be true is that we are all innately healthy and doing our best with the thinking we have available to us on a moment-to-moment basis. And waking up to this will change what moves you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. Firstly, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this new season. It has been ridiculously fulfilling for me (laughs) to share with you the incredible guests I've had on, as well as the insights that have come from those conversations. We will be back with a new season of interviews and insights shortly into the new year. And with a few in the can already, I can guarantee you we've only just begun. That makes me want to sing that little Carpenter's tune. We've only just begun. (laughs) Okay, for today, I thought it would be timely to reflect on this small passage from Sidney Banks' book, The Missing Link, That was a little jarring for me in the past, but I've been seeing it deeper and deeper over time, and Elsie shed some light on it in our conversation yesterday as well. The quote is, Many who strive for the moon begin their journey by tripping over their own feet. Many who strive for the moon begin their journey by tripping over their own feet. Now, in the past... I was a little deflated when I read this. I interpreted it as I wasn't allowed to dream. Like it wasn't healthy to reach for the moon when all I've ever done in this life is strive to do so. But as time has passed and my understanding of this whole thing called life and our humanity has deepened, well, hell, let me go more to the point. (laughs) As I've been living with this understanding over the last five years, I have absolutely experienced what it's been like to trip over my damn feet while striving for the moon. (laughs) And what I've learned from those experiences is this. Anytime I get an insight or an idea occurs to me that would be great to achieve, I have very innocently suffocated that beautiful feeling with a whole bunch of ego that starts to get in the way of the preciousness of that initial insight. Meaning, I get an idea that comes with a beautiful feeling, and instead of appreciating and living in that feeling, letting that guide me, I would then begin to curate how it was going to go to get there. I would begin to create expectations of what that new idea should look like and how that new idea would benefit my life. The intellect would go mad with complexity. It would create tension around this beautiful baby chick of an idea, if you will. 
This is where I would begin to trip. I would have all these thoughts around how things were supposed to go to obtain or achieve this new goal or dream. Then guess what would happen next? I would get so discouraged by how life was showing up in comparison to those ideas. I would become incredibly impatient. I would look at my life and think, oh no, the puzzle pieces aren't coming together as they should. Then I would inevitably put myself in a low mood that inherently comes with zero energy to do anything And I'd stop moving towards that new idea because I had sufficiently tricked myself into thinking it wasn't right in the first place. (laughs) Shoo-wee! The webs we weave, am I right? So, with some experience under my belt now, only some, but here we are, I know with all certainty that Sid wasn't talking about not having dreams or goals. He was merely waving a flag to say, warning, warning, if your ego takes over, you're going to lose your way. (laughs) Does this sound familiar? Share this with any friend or family member that needs to hear it because boy, oh boy, am I grateful to see this now. Elsie shared on the podcast yesterday That in her experience of what Sid was sharing, she finds that goals and dreams come very naturally to us and occur when it's time to move on to something new. God, that feels good. Let me repeat that. Goals and dreams come very naturally to us and occur when it's time to move on to something new. She shared how in her career, she would have a program going for a year or two, then she would begin to experience a discomfort, like the program had lost its aliveness. And to her, that meant that something new was around the corner. We had a giggle when she said how her intellect would then say, okay, so now what then? (laughs) Because that's so relatable. (laughs) But she got to a place of being okay with being uncomfortable in the in-between time, of not knowing what her new venture would be. As she says, she had an insight that came to her in the form of, so what? So what if I don't know right now? So what if I'm uncomfortable? As Sid has written in books, all we are responsible for is simplicity or complexity. Another way that I've shared that sentiment with clients is, all we are responsible for is bringing tension or ease to the party. If you are bringing tension or complexity, then you're not going to see straight. Your ego or your intellect is running the show and really making a mess of things. But when you bring simplicity or ease to the party... That's when our mind has room to navigate the unknown. A relaxed mind is a mind that brings forth new ideas from your deeper self, from the deeper intelligence behind life that is always guiding us when we're not distracted by our intellect. That is being in flow. And it doesn't take having a spa day 24-7 to experience this. (laughs) 
All you need to know is that tension or ease are all you're responsible for. You'll know what to do once you notice what state you're in. And you'll know via the feeling it comes with. These days, when I realize what I'm doing when I'm in tension, it's as if I get bounced right back into my body. The awareness in and of itself is all the work needed. Has it led to becoming a greater friend of patience? Yes, absolutely yes. But it isn't work to try to apply patience. The patience is quite natural at that point. It's the byproduct of continuing to see all I've shared with you here, noticing it in my life, and seeing the epic results that come from continuing to pop back into ease when I'm aware. It just makes much more sense not to stay fussed up, because I know in a deep way that it will get me absolutely nowhere, all the while suffering to boot. So, dear listeners, take heed from all I've experienced and the wisdom both Sid and Elsie have imparted. Listen for your dreams from within and have a ball in the process. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you in the new year. Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram at what moves you with Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at what moves you with And please rate and review the show and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review. They mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath and give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.